to bring you the truth about cannabis and marijuana law reform. I smoke pot and I like it a lot. CannabisRadio.com presents the Russ Belleville Show, the voice of the marijuana nation. Hey, this is great, man. Now, here's your host, Radical Russ Belleville. Good day, Tokers and Tokets and non-Toker lovers of liberty. It is Monday, April 18th, 2016, and it's got to be 420 somewhere in the world. Welcome to the show. So excited to be coming to you from beautiful New York City, the Big Apple. We're here at the City University of New York for the Cannabis Science and Policy Summit. This is being held by Botech and NYU, particularly uh, Mark Kleiman. And if that's a name that you recognize then you've been following this show for quite a while because Mark Kleiman was the head of Botech and the man that was brought in to become Washington State's pot czar, so to speak. He was a consultant for Washington State's implementation of I-502, and you can judge how well that turned out. But uh, this is an interesting summit because this is bringing together an international audience in advance of the... United Nations General Assembly Special Session that's taking place this week, the 19th, 20th, and 21st, down at the UN. I'll be there covering that as well, and I'll bring you as much audio as I can from that event. And there are just so many uh, international heavy hitters here. Uh, I've run into Seattle City Attorney Pete Holmes, uh, Allison Holcomb was here, a number of the MPP staff, all the way Executive Director uh, Rob Campia, former former uh, MPP staffer, uh, Steve Fox, former staffer. Uh, uh, Dan Riffle, Aaron Smith from the National Cannabis Industries Association is here. Just a, a whole bunch of really good people, great activists. But also this summit features a lot of the people who are on the other side of this issue. Uh, some names you might recognize like Rosalie Pacula, the vice president of the International Society for the Study of Drug Policy. Jonathan Calkins from Carnegie Mellon University. We've got Graham Boyd from the New Approach Pack. We've got... Uh, Kevin Sabet from Project Sam and Jeff Zinsmeister, his uh, vice president of Project Sam. So it's not just the raw, raw pro-marijuana events that I'm usually covering. We've got some people at this uh, event here who really don't like marijuana consumption and want to do everything they can from a public policy angle to try to reduce it or at least keep it where it is at this moment. So you'll hear some of their policy proposals, like proposing taxes on marijuana based on potency, like proposing marijuana user licenses with quotas established, all sorts of interesting policy uh, ideas that I'm sure none of us would appreciate from the cannabis consumer's point of view. But it's interesting to find out how the other side views this issue. So today and tomorrow on the show, I'm going to be bringing you highlights from this policy summit. Also, I've got to get you caught up on some highlights from some of the other events that I've been at this week. I attended the Students for Sensible Drug Policy Conference in Alexandria, Virginia. We'll get you some highlights from that. Also, I attended the Washington, D.C. Seed Giveaway, sponsored by DCMJ. We've got some highlights from that event at the White House. Also, I visited the Patients Out of Time Conference in Baltimore, Maryland. Got a chance to sit down with a doctor, a nurse, and a patient. So we'll bring all of that to you over the next five days here on the Russ Belleville Show. These shows are pre-recorded. I'm unable to bring them to you live because of the uh, time zone difference and because of all of the schedule that I've got here while I'm in New York, but uh, we'll bring you all the best coming up here on the Russ Belleville Show, so stick around. We're back right after this two-minute break. 
This is the Russ Belleville Show on CannabisRadio.com. It's time for the Cannabis Radio News. Covering the latest headlines in consumer cannabis, medical marijuana, and industrial hemp. Cannabis Radio News is now available exclusively at CannabisRadio.com. Now your marijuana headlines in 4 minutes and 20 seconds. This is Cannabis Radio News. This is your Cannabis Radio News for Monday, April 18, 2016. Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania has become the 24th state to legalize a comprehensive medical marijuana program. Democratic Governor Tom Wolf signed the bill into law Sunday afternoon, surrounded by a jubilant crowd of supporters at the Capitol building in Harrisburg. The bill's drafters say it could take two years to write regulations and get retailers opened, but a provision allows parents to legally administer medical marijuana to their children before the bill takes effect in a month. The bill sets standards for tracking plants, certifying physicians and licensing growers, dispensaries, and physicians. Patients could take marijuana in pill, oil, vapor, ointment, or liquid form, but would not be able to legally obtain marijuana to smoke or grow. Columbus, Ohio, an experimental epilepsy drug made from cannabis plants grown in England, is complicating the medical marijuana debate in hospitals and statehouses. Epidiolex is a nearly pure extract of cannabidiol, or CBD, with little of the tetrahydrocannabinol, or THC, that gets traditional pot users high. CBD products are the current rage in medicinal pot products, and activists fear that if the maker of Epidiolex manages to get FDA approval, it could undercut the political momentum of the medical marijuana movement. The FDA has not yet found any botanical form of marijuana to be safe or effective to treat any disease or condition, spokesman Michael Felberbaum said. If approved, Epidiolex would be the first. Two synthetic cannabinoids, Marinol and Sesamet, are available. FDA approval would allow any doctor to prescribe Epidiolex to any patient, and it would be covered by insurance. No law or ballot issue would be required. Many medical marijuana activists fear Epidiolex's approval will mark the beginning of Big Pharma's takeover of the marijuana plant, undercutting patients' ability to treat themselves as they see fit. Montpelier, Vermont. A Vermont House committee has revived the hopes of marijuana legalization advocates by rewriting a bill that was stripped down by another committee last week. The Ways and Means Committee version restores legalized possession of up to an ounce by adults and adds something not included when the bill passed the Senate, limited home cultivation of up to two plants. The action comes a week after the House Judiciary Committee removed legalization from the bill. It's unknown how the differences between the two House committees will be resolved. Governor Pete Shumlin, a legalization supporter, issued a statement lauding the Ways and Means Committee action. The bill next goes to the budget-writing House Appropriations Committee before a debate in the full House. Denver, Colorado. Colorado is expanding a law limiting pot advertising. The State House gave tentative approval Friday to a bill saying that medical marijuana can't be advertised to people under 21. A similar restriction already exists for recreational marijuana advertisers. Sponsors call the expanded limit a common-sense safeguard to prevent underage pot consumption. The industry does not oppose the bill, though the Colorado Press Association does. The CPA pointed out there is no evidence anyone has ever aimed pot advertising at children. 
and that it can be problematic to define what content may appeal to those over 21, but also to children. The House must take one more formal vote on the ad restriction before the bill heads to the Senate. Portland, Maine. Maine may become the first medical marijuana state to add addiction treatment as a qualifying condition for medical cannabis use. On Tuesday, the Maine Department of Health and Human Services will be holding a public hearing in response to an activist petition on the issue. Medical marijuana expert Dr. Dustin Sulak told the Portland Press-Herald, quote, We clearly have a major public health issue and we don't currently have a good solution to it. Cannabis alone isn't enough to completely solve this epidemic, but we need a treatment that can replace the opioids, end quote. The plan is likely to meet with opposition from Governor LePage's administration and will be formally opposed at the hearing by the Maine Medical Association and the Maine Association of Psychiatric Physicians, who claim there is no scientific basis for the idea that medical cannabis mitigates addiction. However, numerous surveys of medical marijuana patients find they often reduce or eliminate their need for opiate painkillers. Furthermore, death by opiate overdose in states with medical marijuana access has been found to be up to 25% lower than non-medical marijuana states. This has been your Cannabis Radio News for Monday, April 18th, 2016. I'm Russ Belville. The world of cannabis is evolving at a frenetic pace. The Russ Belleville Show gets behind the headlines to take a deeper look at breaking news in our Cannabis Focus. Welcome back, everybody. Today in our Cannabis Focus, we're taking a look at all the different events that I've been at over the past week or so. It's been a whirlwind tour. We're going to rewind all the way back to last Wednesday, where I was the guest of Super Chronic Cafe as they put on a special Blazers versus Nugs event. That's the Portland Trailblazers versus the Denver Nuggets for the final game of the regular season at the Moda Center. We were in Suite 56 on the VIP suite level, and I got the chance to run into former Portland Trailblazer and NBA All-Star, two-time finals participant, Cliff Robinson, a.k.a. Uncle Cliffy, and I got this interview with him. We are here at the Oregon Cannabis Caucus, uh, National Cannabis Industry Association event, and Uncle Spliffy himself is here, Cliff Robinson. How are you doing, Cliff? I'm well. I'm well. How are you? Great. Glad to have you here, and I was just talking with Bernadette about uh, uh, the, the move to get professional athletes and people involved in athletics to understand the medical aspects of cannabis. Tell our listeners a little bit about what you're doing in that respect. Well, we're, we're really going to uh, try to focus on the sports medicine side uh, to really try to uh, continue, uh, you know, getting the education out there because I think that's going to be the most important part as uh, we continue to move forward to uh, knock down the negative around cannabis is really uh, support the uh, support the, the the findings that we that we that we come up with, and, and really try to uh, really create those findings and be out in front of those uh, 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 of those things, and uh, you know really try to validate what it is that we're talking about. You know, we need to get this education out to uh, the mainstream and to the, the management, the executives, of the NBA, and these other sports leagues. The players themselves seem to get it. But do they get it from the perspective of, oh, weed's just not a big deal, or do they really understand the medical aspects? Well, that's why we have to continue getting the information out there for them as well. Because myself being uh, uh, new to the business, uh, not new to cannabis, but new to the business side, 
now that all this information is out there, I'm 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 a more educated cannabis uh, uh, consumer and user myself. So I think the more we can continue putting that information out there for them and, and putting products out there that uh, they're able to to test, I think uh, you know that that that'll go a long way. You know, uh, as, as a former NBA player, I'm sure you've been hit up for lots of different business opportunities. A lot of people want to try to get your name and celebrity involved with something. As you get involved with this cannabis industry, what do you think of the people and the industry itself? Well, I think it's wonderful because, like I said, all, the, all this information that has been, uh, you know, behind closed doors in a black market, so to speak, is uh, now uh, out there available to, uh, to to make a to, to have a more educated uh, cons- uh, cannabis user and consumer, I think uh, you know it's wonderful. Uh, the, the the wealth of knowledge that has been behind closed doors is now out there for everybody to kind of really take in. And, and uh, you know me, I'm learning I'm learning stuff new every day. So uh, I, I'm excited about being a part of the industry. Now, I understand there's a, a special event going on tomorrow uh, involving uh, Blazers versus Nugs. How appropriate. Can you tell us about that? Well, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, a, it's an event over at the, uh, the Blazers game. Um, uh, Josh Kincaid uh, from Super Chronics uh, organized it. And, uh, you know, it, it's really to uh, continue, uh, you know, doing positive things around cannabis as a whole. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited to be a part of it, you know, especially there at the Motor Center uh, you know, uh, the Blazers, uh, you know, have opened up their doors to, you know, just, you know, being more educated as, uh, you know, a, a business as well. So I'm excited to be a part of it. I finally get a chance to ask you a non-marijuana question. Hypothetically, NBA Finals, 95-96 Bulls against this year's Warriors. What do you think? How does it go? Jordan versus Curry. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm old school. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think the, uh, the Warriors have had tremendous success. Uh, you know they're they're built for today's NBA. Uh, they do a great job at playing together. But I'm old school, so I would have to uh, lean towards the Bulls. I, I had I asked this of one person who said, "Depends on whether we're using the rules from the '90s or the rules from today." Exactly. But if you use the rules for today, uh, from today, imagine Michael Jordan in this kind of uh, <laughs> uh, in this kind of system. He played great in a system where everybody's with hands-on. So now if they couldn't touch him, imagine that. Yeah, but on the other hand, Dennis Rodman would be a little limited. Uh, He would be a little limited, but, you know, he's a Hall of Fame player. Scotty Pippen's a Hall of Fame player. Michael Jordan's arguably the greatest of all time. And and the Warriors coach? And and Steve Kerr was a part of that team who was a great shooter. So, you know, it's it's fun to think about that kind of stuff, but, you know, it's each era is different, so you got to give them all their uh, their proper and their respects, and just you know, I don't compare them. Right on, Cliff Robinson, the Uncle Spliffy line. Give people any contact or internet information they need to look that stuff up. Uh, well, we'll uh, we'll be launching uh, our website here soon at uh, Uncle Spliffy uh, UncleSpliffy.com. Uh, you can reach us uh, on uh, Twitter at Uncle Spliffy uh, uh, Uncle Spliffy Uncle Spliffy Inc. and also on Twitter Uncle Spliffy Inc. But uh, you know, reach out. Uh, we'll, we'll, there's a lot of information out there, and we're, uh, like I said, excited to be a part of the uh, industry. All right, Cliff, thanks so much for taking some time with us. Appreciate it. Thank you, Russ. I appreciate it. Boot to the head.